So I was praying um, this week and uh, kind of praying about like where we're at, where I'm at. And uh, I had this, this vision, kind of like this picture. Um, and I don't know how many of you like football. I, I have a love-hate relationship with football. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Um, this year's Super Bowl was so, so boring. I actually fell asleep at halftime and then woke up at the end of the game and like, everybody was gone. I was like, oh. And, uh, but football is, is kind of an interesting sport, though. Um, and one of the, I, the idea about football is, right, is taking a football and trying to move it down the field, right? And you try to score a touchdown, right? And, um, and, I, and I felt like one of the things that I, I saw was how, you know, for the last year or so, it feels like, I don't know if you feel this way, but it feels like you're like, you have your ball and you're trying to move it downfield. And then every once in a while, you like get pushed back. And, but you have to keep on pressing forward though, right? Like that's the whole idea. And I felt like the Lord was just saying this morning too, that there's a few of us in this room um, that I don't know, it's like you're tired, you're weary, and, you know, you feel like you've been moving forward a little bit, but then you get pushed back. And I just want to tell you this morning that I really believe with all of my heart that God is going to continue to give us strength and to give us um, just all the, the oomph that we need to be able to keep on moving forward. And I, and I hope you know that. Like, you might feel like giving up sometimes. I mean, I've been thinking about this in the context of my own life. It, it has felt like that. Like, you, you move five, five yards forward. And then you get pushed 10, bar, 10 yards back, right? Like, think about it as a church. Like, we have three Easter services. Everything is going great. And then, I don't feel so good. <laughs> like, we might need to cancel church services. And it, so it feels like sometimes we're moving forward, and then we get pushed back. But I'm, I want to let you know this morning that if you are feeling tired, you're feeling weary, you're feeling, feeling worn out, you're feeling any of those type of things, I just really have this sense that God is at work, and he has promised over and over again to continue to give us strength. And so I, I want to do this, take, just take a risk. If that's you at all, if you feel like, man, I am kind of tired, kind of weary, I'm just kind of like, gosh, I keep, I keep trying to move forward and then I get pushed back. If you're feeling that way, I would love to pray for you just right now before we even get into the sermon. So if that's you, would you just be willing to stand up right now so we can just pray for you just as a, as a church community? Okay. So... Yeah, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being present right now. And um, Lord, just the tiredness and the weariness, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would, you would bring strength, that you would also bring rest. And I pray in the name of Jesus that anybody who is feeling overwhelmed by life or overwhelmed by the dynamics of living in the world right now, I pray that you would bring peace and, and confidence and trust that you would help us to continue to press on. And we thank you, Lord, that, that Scripture reminds us over and over again that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, and that you're always at work. And so would you help every one of us to identify and connect with that reality. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. So we're doing this sermon series, and we're calling it Hearing from God. And last week, we spent some time talking about the different ways that God speaks to us. And we talked about how God speaks primarily through Scripture. And so if you really want to hear from the Lord, if you want a word from God, I think you need to get in Scripture on a regular basis, you know, whether it's the morning, the evening, whatever it is. There's all these apps now that can help you do that. But you spend time in Scripture, and then we also talked about how God can speak to us through, through prayer, uh, through just, you know, as we're trying to discern God's voice. He speaks in community. 
And then we also talked about how the aspect of community is that God speaks to us. Uh, also, we mentioned creation, but in community, he speaks to us through other people. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk a little bit about what the Bible talks about, the idea of hearing from God in, in, in a way that's for other people. And so, quick story, uh, my, my wife and I, Don and I, uh, got asked to speak uh, at a church in Arkansas a number of years ago. We were just talking about this the other day. And so we went down to Arkansas um, and were working with this church that was a Baptist church. And they were a Baptist church, but they also had become like charismatic and they were trying to explore like what the Holy Spirit would, was about and things like that. And so as the pastor's charismatic friend, he's like, can you come down and speak on that? And then also, while you're here, why don't you and Don do a marriage uh, conference? And we're like, well, of course we can do that. We've been married for like eight years now. We are basically experts. So we went down there and did that. And, uh, and while we were there, though, it was fascinating because what, what I saw on a Sunday morning is, is they were doing their, their church service, and like three times during the music, they had people walk forward and get on the microphone and, and say something along the lines of like, hey, I just really felt like the Lord laid this on my heart. And then they would share something that would be encouraging, comforting, or strengthening to everybody. And after it was all said and done, I was talking to the pastor, and he was like, man, we just really desperately want the Holy Spirit to show up, and we want to start being able to share like prophetic words for each other, and, and I just wish we can get to that. And I was like, well, I think what you guys are calling the Lord laying something on your heart, the New Testament would call the gift of prophecy. And so what I want to do today is talk about this idea of hearing from God and, and then sharing that with other people. Because I think as a church, you know, the word prophetic means a lot of different things to people. But when I think about the gift of prophecy, I think just simply along the lines of I'm hearing something, I'm, I'm having like a discernment that God is speaking to me in my internal heart, or, you know, maybe you hear an audible voice or, you know, whatever it is, there's all these different ways that God speaks to us. But if he speaks to us for other people, that is what the Bible calls prophecy. And so that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. So the Bible teaches, though, that prophecy is just one of the spiritual gifts that exists in the church. Okay? It's just one of many different spiritual gifts. Um, and so what we have to wrestle with, though, is all the things that may cause us to be only focused on the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing or the gift of tongues or whatever it is, because I think sometimes Christians and churches will so focus on just one or two different gifts that they ignore a whole lot of other gifts. So that's one challenge. But another challenge is that there's some of us who are like, when we hear the word prophecy or tongues or healing, we're like, that's weird. I'm not interested in that. Like, let's just kind of like ignore those things. And we have to come to terms with something that the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Listen to what Paul says. He says, let love be your highest goal. Can I get an amen? It's a good one. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. Other translations will say you should eagerly desire the spiritual gifts that the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. So this is an apostolic command, meaning Scripture commands us to desire spiritual gifts, especially to prophesy. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues, but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. And so what I love about this text is it, it encourages us to desire these things, but it also places in the context of it. We don't have to have crazy train around here. Amen? Like, we can be charismatic and be empowered by the Spirit and led by the Spirit and embrace the spontaneous moves of the Spirit without being crazy trained. 
Like, we just have to be okay with that, amen? There's a tension there. So, you know, hearing from God, um, I, I know it's, a, it's kind of a crazy subject for some people because it just feels like, well, does God really speak to us? And I remember as a kid, I was really wrestling with, with some of these, these, these questions. And when I got to high school, I kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't know. I'd seen so many abuses of this. In fact, I can go on and on. I've been in church my whole life. If you want a list of why you shouldn't be in church, I got lots of lists, okay? I've seen people bring in prophets and tell them a whole bunch of people with, about people in church so that they can manipulate them. By the way, that's bad. Does everybody agree? It's bad, okay? But I saw stuff like that. So when I got to about 20, 21 years old, I was, in, I was studying theology. I was like, I know the Bible teaches that we can hear from God, but man, if I ever see that happen around me, I'm probably going to leave or I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I just was kind of turned off by all that. And then I kept reading my Bible, and I was like, gosh, I can't get away, though, from the, from the clear fact that the Bible teaches that Jesus says things like, my sheep hear my voice, and that you can all prophesy, and that we should be growing and desiring these spiritual gifts. I'm like, how do I reconcile this? So I got to the point where I basically said, all right, God, if you want to speak to me, I'm going to do my best to listen and to respond to what you're saying. And around that time, I, was, I went to this conference with my parents. And, um, and this, is one of, this is probably the first time that I discernibly heard the voice of God in a way that I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is prophecy. I think this is it. And I was sitting in this, in this conference, and I was sitting there, and we were worshiping, and it was, you know, if you've ever been to a conference, conferences are like euphoric highs, right? I mean, everything's amazing, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're going to take the mountain, yeah! You know, and so we're all doing that. And I remember I was sitting there, and I felt like the Lord highlighted this person next to me and told me that I was supposed to pray for them because they were going to be a kid's pastor. And I was like, no. And you want to know why? Because I swear to you, the person looked just like this. And I was like, there's no way that that kid is going to be a youth pastor or a kid's pastor. Not going to happen. And so I was like, I was like, you know, I'm probably not hearing the Lord right. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And so we were in the row and I, and I got out of the row and I was walking. And I, but I started feeling it like if you've ever had this happen where you really feel like a prompting from the Lord and you don't respond to it, you, you're wrestling it with it internally. You're like, oh, you know what I'm talking about? So I'm like, I'm like walking out of the foyer, and there's like thousands of people at this conference, and I'm like, oh man, I just dropped the ball. I've been saying that I really want to respond to you, Lord, and I want to hear your voice, and gosh, dang it, I messed up. And so I was like, all right, fine. God, if I happen to see him again, I'll totally talk to him. And so I get in to the shuttle that's going to the place that we're staying, and guess who's in that stupid shuttle? Punk rock emo kid with all the piercings and tattoos. And I was just like, oh, that guy's not, I'm, I, oh, Lord. And I didn't say anything because I was like, there's just no way. I was too scared. So I, I got done. We drove. I mean, we drove like 20 minutes to the place we're standing. Stand, and I mean, the guy's like staring at me too, you know, like, you got something to say? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but we got off of it and I, and I got out of the shuttle and I felt so like, I don't know, I felt like I totally failed God. I was like, oh, man, I, I had my moment. I had my moment to respond to this internal thing. And, and I was wrestling with, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Like, I feel like the Lord is saying that I'm supposed to talk to this person who's going to be a kid's pastor, but look at him. There's no way. And so I, I, I met up with one of my friends who's at this conference, and I was like, I was like telling him about it. He's like, let's go for a walk. And so we're, we're walking, and we're literally in the middle of this huge field. And I was telling him, I was like, man, I, I was so frustrated with God and with my lack of response because I was like, man, 
It's just so hard. Like, why does it have to be so crazy? I told God I wanted to hear from him, and then he tells me that? That's not, that's crazy. And I was complaining, and, I, and my friend was like, well, you know, well, maybe you'll have another opportunity. I was like, no, I blew it. I saw the guy at least two times. And, you know, I was like, man, I just, I just have to get to the point. And all of a sudden, I hear something behind me, and I turn around, and there's this person walking from across the field towards us. And as he gets closer, guess who it is? And I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I was like, I was like, hey, uh, dude, <laughs> like, I didn't know. It was like super awkward. You know, I was like, hey, uh, I just, I wanted to share something with you. And he's like, you know, oh, yeah, totally, like, super nice. And I was like, hey, uh, this is going to probably sound crazy, uh, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to pray for you and to encourage you that you're, I guess, supposed to be a kid's pastor. And you know how when you're sharing something you're not really buying into, you're like, you're getting ready to be like, oh, yeah, and I also ate a lot of pizza last night and had a really bad night, so I'm sorry, you know. And I was telling him this, and he starts crying. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'd be feeling the same way if I was told I was a youth pastor too. I'd be crying. <laughs> sorry, I just edit that out. Anyway, uh, so, so he starts crying, and he says to me, he says, I actually just got dropped off at this conference because I got asked by my church staff, uh, church's leadership to come on staff to be the kids' pastor, and I was really trying to hear from God, and I wanted to know if I'm supposed to do that. So I'm like, yeah, totally. The Lord wanted me to share uh, that you're supposed to do that. And, and like I pray for him, and I mean, it was like really amazing God moment. And so things like that. On one hand, it's like you're wrestling with, am I crazy? But on the other hand, when you look at the evidence and you weigh all of it, it only seems reasonable that I was hearing from God and that it fit perfectly because there's literally thousands of people there. How could that be? Right? How could that be? And so, so that's what I want to talk about is this idea of, of hearing from God and sharing that with other people. And I think another thing about this story is that can we all agree that we should not judge a book by its cover? And that when we say come as, we are, come as you are, we actually mean come as you are. And I think there's a lot of things to that. But going back to this idea of applying 1 Corinthians 14, 1, and then 39 and 40, desiring earnestly the spiritual gifts, especially that you would be able to prophesy, which is, I think, saying yes to God and being willing to take the risks when you hear from God. You know, and I also think that it's important to, to note that being charismatic and spirit-led can be done, as I suggested, in order. So this is what I want to do for just a few minutes here, is I want to talk a little bit about understanding spiritual gifts, just for a moment, because I, I really feel like when, we're, when I was talking about earlier how we're, we're um, you know, metaphorically or the illustration of we are on a football field and we're trying to move the ball to the end goal, and the end goal is to glorify God, the end goal is to a blessing to people. The end, the goal is to score a touchdown where people feel like they've encountered God, whatever different things we would encompass within the mission of God. Um, what we need to, I think, also set our sights on is being a church that has a ton of people who hear from God, who feel confident enough to respond to God's invitations and share the things that God is speaking to you. Like, wouldn't it be amazing, just for a moment here, wouldn't it be amazing if you knew that you were coming to a worship gathering, that you knew there were people who heard from God and who were willing to share with you the things that they felt like God's saying so that you could discern those things and to determine whether or not God was inviting you into those things. Wouldn't that be amazing to have a culture where we have that? Is that, anybody agree? Like, that's, that's kind of what our goal is, right? Kind of? Maybe? So if that's true, then I think we need to really press into that a little bit and think about the implications of what that looks like. And I, I'm telling you right now, I could, I could 
I could talk about this topic a lot, um, and there's probably a lot of things we're going to be wrestling with, but I mean, I'm, if you're at all hesitant, you're like, I don't know, I went to a Pentecostal church before, I saw some craziness, I'm with you. And what I, what I want you to know is that I think it's possible to be people who are led by the Holy Spirit and who, are, who hear from God, and sometimes it's awkward, but it doesn't have to be super weird. It doesn't have to be super weird. We can actually do things, as Paul says, in decency and order. So before we jump into prophecy, I want to talk a little bit more about spiritual gifts. So, you know, because this is a, a, a gift of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, but it's not the only gift of the Holy Spirit. And when it comes to our relationship with spiritual gifts as followers of Jesus, I think we need to kind of understand what the Bible teaches. And so there's, I'm just going to tell you about three different views on your relationship to spiritual gifts. And the question is, do you have a spiritual gift forever or do you not have spiritual gifts? And, and I want to just tell you about three different positions. And so one position is called the constitutional view. This is the idea that we possess a spiritual gift. Like, so you become a follower of Jesus, and then God gives you a, a certain spiritual gift or several gifts, and those are your gifts. They're in your back pocket. You always got them. Okay, and so one biblical text that supports this idea is in 1 Timothy, where Paul says to Timothy, he says, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders or pastors of the church laid their hands on you. So in other words, Timothy had a group of pastors who were praying for him, who felt like the Lord spoke to them something for him, and more than likely, it's his role as an evangelist, which was a spiritual gift he had. So what Paul's saying here is that, you know, don't neglect it. You, you received a gift, okay? And so this is the constitutional view. This is the idea that you receive a gift, and it's in your back pocket, and you can break it out whenever you need it. Another view is the situational view, and the way I describe this is basically... Anytime you find yourself in a specific situation, whatever spiritual gift that situation requires, the same Holy Spirit that, that fills you and empowers you can also give you that certain spiritual gift at that moment. For example, if somebody walks up to you and says, hey, not really feeling that great. I have this really pain, this pain in my back. Would you be willing to pray for me? You can't say, no, I'm sorry. Don't have that spiritual gift. Hope it works out for you, okay? The situational view is more like, hey, wait, the same Holy Spirit that has been given to all followers of Jesus is inside of me, and so let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit right now to actually respond to this request and to bring healing, okay? So here's what I think is the actual biblical perspective. It's called what I just call it the kingdom or the holistic view, and it's both and. In other words, I think that there are certain people who are given certain spiritual gifts that you seem to operate on a regular basis. And I think many of you probably know, like, oh, I'm a really... I mean, think about some of the people in this room right now. There are people here who are super hospitable, right? They're always friendly. They're always hospitable. They have spiritual gifts that I think are in that direction. And then some of us are like, oh, Lord, please empower me to be hospitable. Lord, help me, right? So I think it's both of these things to where where we actually can function in all of these. And this is essentially um, going back to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 again. This is just a few verses where he says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. And then he goes on to say at the very end, the Holy Spirit alone decides which gift each person should have. And so I think we need to be open to being aware of what gifts we have, but also be willing to take risks and invite the Holy Spirit to empower us when we need it, okay? Does that make sense? Everybody with me? All right, that's great. One person. 
All right, thank you, all, all five of you now. Uh, so let's talk about the gift of prophecy. What about the gift of prophecy? Um, when it comes to the gift of prophecy, there are a lot of reasons for us to be potentially a little, like, cautious. I mean, I, I could literally tell you dozens of dozens of stories where I've seen crazy train. Uh, I mean, when I was in high school, I, we literally were at a church where they, they brought in a prophetess, and I found out later they were telling her things about people, and then she would get up on Sunday morning and be like, hey, you in the back, and then would, like, read their mail, and they're like, oh, my gosh, how did you know these things? Because they told you, you know, like, I saw stuff like that, and I remember I was like, man, or, or other ways where people will use, well, I heard this from the Lord for you, and it's, it's like really manipulative stuff. And I, and I just want you to know like, that is, that's, all, that's, that's not the type of culture we want to have as a, as a prophetic church. I think we need to realize that when we share prophetic words, if I'm receiving a word, I need to take the time to discern whether or not that actually is from the Lord. Like, you need to pray. I wouldn't just take somebody's word for it. I think you should go home, think, and pray. Like, is that an accurate um, representation of what God is speaking to me? Does that fit in with anything else that God has spoken to me? And if it doesn't, you keep on praying about it. You don't just go sell everything and move to wherever your prophetic word is, is from. So I think there's a lot of things about prophecy that are misunderstandings. Like, another one is that it's the assumption that for you to operate and to get the prophecy, you have to be telling the future. Like, you have to know the future for people, but that's not what the New Testament gift of prophecy is. So we want to avoid manipulation. I think we want to avoid controlling authoritative weird stuff when it comes to prophecy. So, so because of all those things that you might have seen and the things I've seen, it makes a lot of sense to me why the Apostle Paul writes these words. Okay, listen to what he says. He says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Then he says this, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Other, other translations, the Greek word literally is quench. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. And I need to let you know that I think that it's easy for us to get to a point where we kind of scoff or despise or have a low view of these spiritual gifts if you've seen it done in a negative way. Does that make sense? Like if you've seen it only done in manipulative ways, you're going to be like, uh, can we just skip that part? And so it makes sense why we might be in that world. But what Paul is saying is he's saying, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't scoff at the gift of prophecy. We have to be open to it, but we have to have a grid to discern whether or not things are from God or not. And we'll talk about that as we continue this sermon series. But let's go back to what is the gift of, of prophecy, Okay, this is how I define it. I honestly think that it's simply hearing from God for other people. Like to me, that's just a really good way to think about what the gift of prophecy is in the New Testament, okay? And so when we talk about hearing from God for other people, the best biblical definition for it, I think, is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians when he says this. He says, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. So according to Paul, prophecy must do three things. It has, to, it has to do this. It has to strengthen people, it has to encourage people, and it has to comfort people. So like if it's one of those Old Testament prophecies, thus saith the Lord, you're going to burn, does it fit into that? Does it? No, it's like, oh, thanks, that was a nice try. Want to try again? So if it doesn't fit into strengthening, encouraging, comforting, it means that we can basically just throw that stuff out, Okay. And let me just tell you one really quick thing, and then we're going 
we're going to wrap up and actually have some prophecy opportunity for us, okay? Um, so what fits into this grid of strengthening, encouraging, and comforting? Like, it might be easy to think about somebody walking up to you and say, hey, I really want to encourage you and let you know that God's on your side. That's like encouraging, right? But sometimes we might not think that what we have actually is encouraging, comforting, and strengthening. But there was, years ago, there was this uh, prayer gathering that was happening, and this group of about 20, 25 people got together to pray. And so they were all praying. There was just a prayer meeting, and they were praying. And then they got done, and they said, hey, we're going to take a little bit of time here, and we're just going to listen to the Lord. If you hear from God, why don't you share whatever you feel like God puts in your heart? So, you know, people start sharing, and one person's like, oh, yeah, I felt like the Lord said this and this, this for you. And it's encouraging, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, and they're praying. And then one person was like, ah, this is so dumb. And they're like, no, just share it, even if it's, it doesn't seem like it's that important to share it. And they're like, ah, it's so dumb, though. I just, I got the word kangaroo, and everybody was like, <laughs> like, kangaroo, oh, I'm sorry. Nice try, try again, you know? And this other person in the circle starts weeping. And the person weeping was, went on to say, I have um, been praying and I was asking God when I was driving here that if he wanted me to go back to Australia to be a missionary, I needed one word to confirm that because I just don't know for sure. And so for that person, the word kangaroo was all the affirmation and encouragement they needed. And then they went back to Australia and were involved in missions. And so my point is, don't forsake the kangaroo word. You might have a word you're like, I just don't know how it fits. It's not your job to know how it fits. It's the person you're sharing it with to be able to discern whether or not that thing is encouraging, comforting, and strengthening. Does that make sense? Yeah? All right, so one last thing I want to say about prophecy, and then we're going to do it. If you want to know the key to understanding the gift of prophecy, you know, if you want to know, like, well, you know, I know that Paul says encouraging, strengthening, comforting, that's helpful, but, like, is there another key? I think the book of Revelation is probably one of the most helpful things in regard to understanding this gift in the context of what its purpose is. And this is what we read in Revelation 19.10. For the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness of Jesus. So every, every prophetic word, every nudge or hunch or suspicion or discerning of something or a vision or a word for somebody has to be a clear witness to Jesus has to strengthen, encourage, and comfort, and it has to be a witness to Jesus. If it doesn't fit into those things, I would not share it, and I would definitely not receive it if somebody shares something that doesn't fit into that. So let, let's do this. Uh, this is what we're going to do. Um, I think one of the things that is part of our culture as a church community is, and I, I've, I just believe this with all my heart, is that it's not enough just to say and to talk, but our faith should be lived out. Would you agree? Yeah? Like doing the stuff, or, you know, James says, don't just be hearers of God's word, but be doers too. And so this is what, what we did this week, is, you know, I've been, I've been hoping that, because we want to eventually, like, I feel like we're moving forward, we're taking that ball, we're moving down, down the field, whatever analogy you need. And we want to have people in our, who we identify as being gifted in these ways and willing to respond to God's invitation. And so it just means that we need to start talking about that and do that. So this week, there's a person that I'm going to invite. Carrie, you can come on up. Don's going to come up too. Um, so Carrie um, is, is somebody I know, and I believe hears from God. And so I think I told her this morning, hey, can you figure out if you can hear from God? No, I'm just kidding. I did that like on Wednesday. Uh, so I said, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to teach on prophecy, 
and then I want to actually carry it out just a little bit, just to, for us to see it in action as a, as a church community and to kind of coach us a little bit. So, so you've been praying for, I don't know, three or four days now, and she has a list of things. But would you just really quickly share a little bit about this process of like, am I crazy? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's her yes. voice, by the way. So thank you. Yeah. No, I absolutely feel like the kangaroo person. Um, so a few days ago, Luke asked me to do this, and I had shared a story with him. And I feel like throughout my life, I have heard from God in different ways. And some ways are really subtle, and um, some ways are more than subtle. But um, I tend to be pretty stubborn, and I actually pray, like, you've got to hit me over the head with it, because I'm not going to believe it. You know, I'm not going to, I keep thinking it's it's myself. This isn't really from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you know, it, this is way out of my comfort zone, but I'm trying to be obedient. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So this is what we're going to do. Um, is So you have this list of things, and she's been praying about what, what three things that God wants us to say or, or share. And so what we're going to do is we're going to share those three things. And we're, I'm just going to kind of like, I want to just walk us through this a little bit. And then at the end, we're going if you, to, if you're like, that was totally for me. That was absolutely something that God's doing or inviting me into. We're going to pray for you. Just we're going to have you stand up. We'll just do a general prayer for anybody that wants to respond to these things. But let's start with the first thing. So what were you, what were you sensing from God? Um, like more of the specific, a couple specific ones? Yeah, it, it was just anything. Okay. What were you, yeah. Okay. Um, a couple things were just, just words. I, I just tried to be quiet and I just tried to listen. And a couple things were just words that, that just kept coming to me. And um, then some were for, for specific people. And, and a couple of the specific ones is... Um, I saw a, a picture very clear of a house. It's kind of an older house. It's, it's the back of it. There's a porch, a little concrete step that comes down, some dry grass, some weeds. It's a little run down. And he was just saying to tell someone, I believe it was for Christine. I don't know Christine, but I believe he was just telling her, it, it, now is the time to go back to that, and you need to secure it, and you need to button it up. It is the time for that. Um, the other one was for a man named Bill, and, and he wanted to tell to Bill to know that um, it, it is not over yet, and, and not to be discouraged by that. It, it's going to manifest itself again, but don't be discouraged because you're almost there and you're almost through it, and it will be done. Mm. Um, and then just overall, he, he gave a lot of overall, and I kept getting the word comfort. He wants us as a church to be united. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be comforted and know that he is here and we are, we are moving in the right direction. Um, he also kept saying, rectify the situation. I don't know what the situation is, but he kept saying, rectify the situation because he's wanting us to live in harmony mm-hmm. and um, also grant him kindness. I don't know who he is, but grant him kindness. Mm. Those are just a few. Okay. So, you know, again, a lot of times when we are hearing from God, there might be just little phrases or pictures that you have. And I just think that it's like just sharing it, you know, let other people discern whether or not it's for them. So if any of those things connect with you, we're going to pray for you. Uh, but Don, did you have a couple things? Yeah, I also just had that um, I feel like now is the time that we just lay our anxieties down like let them go speak it out let it go write it down walk it (laughs) whatever you need to do like it's time to just let them go 
and give God all control. Yeah, so that was my encouragement. Yeah, and then I had just one thing that I just felt like the Lord just right now uh, was just the word courage, that God wants to give courage to um, a number of you for whatever it is you're facing in life right now, that you, you need courage to be able to like do it. And it might be related to, I had the suspicion that it's actually in relation to some spiritual gifts that you know that you have, that, you, you, that God's given them to you, but you're not walking it out because it's just kind of scary, and that which totally makes sense. But if, if any of these things at all resonate with you, would you just stand up right now? We're just going to pray. Pray for anybody that would say, I know this is a, yeah, we got a couple people. Anybody else that would say, yeah, I, I really identify with some of those things. Okay. So um, just for all of our own sake, um, whenever I feel like the Lord gives me something for somebody, I will share it. And I always want to position it in a sense of like, hey, this is what I feel like. I dis- this is what I discern. This is what I sensed God was speaking for you. And I always want to do it in a way that's like, not like, thus saith the Lord, you have to do this because that's not the gift of prophecy in the New Testament. We always do it in a way that's like, hey, this is what I sensed from God. And then what I like to do is if it does resonate, or even if people are like, I'm not really sure, then I just like to pray, pray for those things. And so, um, Carrie, we're going to put you on the spot. Would you just pray, just pray for whatever things that people identified with and connected with, would God continue to fan that flame, right? Paul said, don't quench the spirit, amen? Would you all agree that we shouldn't quench the spirit, we should fan the flames of the Holy Spirit, right? And so if the Holy Spirit's at work in you right now, we want the Holy Spirit just to breathe on that. So go ahead and we'll just pray that, and then maybe, Don, if you feel led to pray too. Yeah, go ahead. Dear Lord, I just thank you for letting us be here together today, mm-hmm. and we just thank you for letting your Holy Spirit be here and, and to speak um, to all of us. And Lord, we just ask you to bless these people. Um, thank you for these words and um, thank you for giving us th- this gift and for being able to share them. Lord, just let them just fill their hearts and give them hope. Let us just continue to encourage each other, Lord, and to just be together in this and guide them through whatever it is that they're going through, Lord, and just lead us. And um, Lord, just please bless them today. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I um, thank you again, Lord, for speaking to us. And I pray that we would be obedient. Whatever you're speaking to each and every person here, Lord, I pray that we would have the strength and obedience to do what you want us to do, Lord, and um, visit situations, visit relationships, restore relationships, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would speak to each person that's here, Lord, and and just we just lay our lives to you. We lay everything that um, you know situations. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just come and bless each person here, Lord. Draw them closer to you. We thank you for this, Lord, and we thank you for always being there for each person here yeah. mm-hmm. through every situation. Yeah. Yeah, and Father, um, I just pray now for uh, whoever in this room needs to have a fresh um, outpouring of courage from your spirit. I pray that you would do that, that you would give us the courage to face 
whatever we are afraid of or whatever we're um, needing to face, God, I just pray that you would do that. You would give us, Lord, holy boldness. And Father, I pray now just for everybody in our community, Lord, for those who are online, I, I, I know. In fact, Lord, I, when Carrie was talking about Bill, I just believe that's for Bill Knight. And so in the name of Jesus, I, I know, I think Bill and Katie are watching right now online. So Lord, would you, would you give them um, encouragement and faith to know that you are not done and that you will carry things um, to completion. And so Father, we, we pray for those things and just pray for anybody here who needs anything from you and your kingdom, that you would help us to go out into the world around us to carry Lord, um, the presence of God and the kingdom with us and to share God's love with everybody that we come in contact with. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people who agreed said amen. Amen. Folks, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m.